You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode number 102 of the daily beaver here on the crier media network today recording day is wednesday april 19th 2023 and uh, it's a little wet out there here at the beaver lodge uh, and still some cooler temperatures compared to last week but we'll take it because april showers well they bring the may flowers right I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, in black today, my companion, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. And good morning to the kits who have joined us. Good morning, Kit Jim. Good morning, Kit Jillian. Good morning, Kit Tabby G, who is walking her pup. So uh, good morning, Tabby G's Poochie, too. Good morning, Kit Ellen, and good morning, uh, Kit Grappling, and good morning, Kit Saucy Sea, which is so lovely that you've joined us today. Um, we have a Wednesday morning nibble for you, kids. But first, before we do anything else, let's say good morning to our dear friend, Mr. Grizzly, and ask him how his mental health is doing today. Hey, good morning, sir. How's your mental health today? Well, Mr. Beaver, I slept for three hours, so Ooh. it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours of restless sleep at that. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea why I went to bed at my usual hour and just, nope, wasn't happening. And according to my sleep monitor thing, I I had about 10 minutes of REM sleep. 
So. Oh, that is not good. No, no, no. It's very bad. It's going to be a rough day. Hmm. But it is what it is, and uh, I'll make the best of it and smile and uh, power on through. Um, I have to be in the office for 8.30, so we can run till 8 a.m. today, no problem at all. Okay, excellent. Um, all right. Uh, I, on the other hand, actually got really good sleep last night for a change. Um, you look rested. Got to, pardon? You look rested. Yeah, and I uh, got to bed the earliest I've gotten to bed in like the last two weeks, I think, yeah. as well, uh, which is really nice. So, um, yeah, I kind of needed it because uh, I've been, uh, the insomnia has been making me do silly things. I actually went to a rehearsal on a night where there was no rehearsal. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, well, yeah, I was there for nothing, no reason. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I forgot to, uh, just completely forgot to pay my credit card bill. Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. Realized like that just, yesterday. It just, you know, falls through the cracks. It happens. Uh, yep. But last night I drove bill three times. <laughs> oh, see, see, I, I always pay it, right? I, I charge everything on it and then clear it off at the end of the month. So I don't ca- carry cash most of the time at all. And yeah. it's like, and I just completely forgot. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get dinged so hard because <laughs> I put everything on it. Uh, but uh, thank you, Rana from Toronto Dominion, who inhibited my interest for the month. <laughs> okay. Very nice of you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, because uh, I was uh, going, oh my God, I just can't get ahead. <laughs> don't don't uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, all right. And uh, oh, we already have a joke this morning from Kit Jim. April showers bring Mayflowers, <laughs> but Mayflowers bring colonizers. Uh, um, <laughs> 15 beaver points. <laughs> That's pretty good. Not, 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 um, well, uh, Kit, That's you know, the headlines. Joke, right? Is that a dad joke? Yeah. joke? That, that that joke. Be- That's a dad joke. <laughs> but I mean, a dad joke yeah. with conscience. <laughs> Um, well, uh, kids, uh, there's a lot going on in the news. Um, one of the first things going on in the news, unfortunately, it doesn't seem that we're going to get all the, uh, stuff that we had hoped to see, uh, from the Fox and Dominion lawsuit because, well, they settled. Uh, they settled for a pretty penny, uh, close to $800 million dollars. Uh, but uh, we are not going to get to see, because um, we saw a couple of communications come out in the, the pre-trial part, uh, but we're not going to get to see all the other things, supposedly the really, really, really bad things. <laughs> uh, that's well, all going to stay hidden. I think that was cute, the way they said that. We're going to avoid a long, drawn-out testimony, which would just drag each other through the mud, and uh, we'll just settle it this way. That way, uh, you know, we don't have to. I'm like, oh, come on, Fox, stop spinning this. You just didn't want your dirty laundry aired is all it is. Well, especially because, well, yeah, because there was a couple of things. First of all, it seems that they had lied to the judge about Rupert Murdoch's uh, involvement with Fox News and not just Fox Corporation. Uh, And then it uh, all, pretty much all the online talent uh, on on air, well, talent, (laughs) quote, was uh, set to testify. So, you know, Sean Vanity and Tucker Fucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham Obtuse Angle and, uh, you know, all of them were... uh, (laughs) <laughs> so you know i'm sure people would have loved that going on in the loop that would have been great for the brand but you know well, you know how bad did, it I, is you know how bad it is bill o'reilly came out and chastised fox yeah 
So when you're on the same side as Bill O'Reilly on an issue? Who's got like 10 million reasons or something or 11 million reasons to keep his mouth shut? 45 million. 45, 45 million. 45 now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, we're not going to see that. I was hoping that uh, maybe the individual talent would be sued one-on-one for their individual claims, and maybe that's how it would come out. But other people are thinking that maybe that was also part of the settlement. We don't know anything about the settlement other than the fact of the amount. Uh, and, of course, you got to remember that the judge in that case uh, did say uh, that they were going to instruct the jury that it has already been proved. The summary decision has already been made that they did lie. It's just whether or not it's going to be malicious now. <laughs> so they didn't have to prove that second part. Um, there's no word whether or not there's Fox is going to have to read statements on the air or anything. There's just, there's nothing. All we know is the dollar amount. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, yeah. Uh, now Smartmatic unfor- uh, has come out because they're the other firm that uh, has uh, a beef with them in a lawsuit. I think theirs is for $2 million. Um, mm-hmm. And they said something like um, Fox... Uh, they basically confirmed, they, they proved that they lied uh, and uh, that Smartmatic would uh, make sure that the rest is uncovered. So Dominion, because it, it appears that it's not, it, it, it was a Canadian company, but it seems it is owned by an American equity firm. Well, the American equity firm took the very, very big check because uh, the 780, I think it's 785 million. Yeah, 785 million. And 500,000 or something like that. That's over 10 times the value of the actual company itself. So they took the check. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were suing uh, for one point six billion, right? So they yeah. They so took they got about a half. little under half, but a little hey, under, yeah, they're... yeah. Well, that's a big payday when you're an equity firm. Massive, massive. So, so they took the check, uh, and uh, you know they say, oh, you know, we fought for accountability or whatnot, but the public doesn't get any because all they know is that they were lied to. They just don't know how badly and to what extent. Yeah, and we'll never find out because Fox will keep that sealed until somebody decides to. Oh, I don't know grow a conscience and Mm -hmm. release that information. That's why I was hoping that there might be individual civil suits against the talent Mm -hmm. one-on-one. But there should be, should Uh, be, I think that there would be, but that's why I'm wondering, maybe that's why the number was so big. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe they make everybody go away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So that's, so we're not going to get that unfortunately, but what we do have. Just dear kids. One second. One okay. second. Have you seen what Doug Ford has done? Oh, uh, well, he's selling off Ontario Place. You oh, know yes, about that, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And trying to he's move the Ontario Science Center. Going to move the Ontario Science Center, yeah. and then he's going to take a a classic plea. Well, a, 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 a Moriyama was the architect who who designed the Ontario Science Center. It was built in 1969. It's a classic piece of brutalism. He wants to bulldoze it because they're building the Ontario line that's going to go right through that area. They're going to put a station where the Ontario Science Center currently is. And, oh, one of his developer buddies has bought all the land directly across the street. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet he'll sell it to him for a song once the Ontario Science Center, again, a classic piece of Ontario brutalism architecture, gets bulldozed. It's a beautiful yeah. building. Beautiful if you like brutalism. I I get it. Not everybody appreciates brutalism, but this is a great example of it. And what's Dougie going to do? Hey, there's money to be made. Let's knock that down. That son of a bitch would knock down Queens Park if he could make money off of it, I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing was he was going to, I think, like, not decommission, but turn certain 
I think old old schools. I think into home mm-hmm. yeah. housing. We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Just it's, I had but, to I had to get that off my chest because it really troubled me when I was reading about it last night. He's selling us off to the highest bidder, and he oh, yeah. doesn't give a shit. He doesn't no, 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 give no. a shit. They he went on yesterday about his. We're going to build affordable houses in the green belt that people can afford. They're million dollar plus McMansions. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's 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 the cost of everything and the value of nothing, right? Exactly. Right. Uh, but uh, it there's also uh, something else big going on, uh, Mister mm. Grizzly. If you would um, please put this up. Uh, we have a little visual for you kids and a little sound. So we've got this here from uh, CPAC. By a statement by Alex Salas, our regional executive vice president for the National Capital Region in French. We will take very few questions. We will take limited questions afterwards. So, as you know, we've been in bargaining for almost two years. Our issues at the bargaining table still have not been addressed by this employer. We set a deadline for 9 p.m. this evening. I can tell you that we do not have a tentative agreement. The Public Service Alliance of Canada, 155,000 members, will be on strike as of 12.01 a.m. We are still here at the table. We will remain at the table. We will remain for as long as it takes during the strike. And we will remain on strike until the government addresses our key issues at the bargaining table. Bonsoir tout le monde. Merci d'être ici ce soir. Dans les deux dernières semaines, nos équipes avons travaillé fort pour ce trésor. Une entente qui s'impose du coup de la vie et qui respecte nos autres priorités à la table de négociation. Après plusieurs heures, Jour et nuit, à la table de négociation, nous n'avons encore pas obtenu une entente de principe. Donc, à partir de minuit et une, heure de l'Est, 155 000 travailleurs et travailleuses de la fonction publique fédérale seront en grève générale. On va rester à la table de négociation. On va continuer à essayer de négocier une entente qui tient compte du coup d'avis. Mais jusqu'à ce qu'on reçoive une entente raisonnable qui reflète nos priorités, 155 000 travailleurs et travailleuses de la fonction publique fédérale resteront en grève. Il est grand temps que ce gouvernement comprenne que les travailleurs de ce pays méritent des salaires qui tiennent compte du la vie. Thank you, Alex. We will take three questions. We will not discuss the issues that we're discussing at the table. Uh, we are still, uh, you know, a ways apart, uh, but we're staying at the table because we're still hopeful and our goal is still to get to a tentative agreement. That's why we're staying at the table and we will remain at the table uh, until we reach a tentative agreement if the employer is prepared to stay at the table as well. There's compromise on all of our issues. That's what negotiations are all about. What's the mood among members? The members are pumped. Uh, the members, uh, as I said uh, last week, uh, they spoke loudly, they spoke very clearly. And our members are prepared to fight for a good, decent, fair collective agreement. Thank you very much. We have to go. Thank you. Right. Uh, sorry about that, kids. That was my bad. 
That was my bad there on the visual. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we're on strike. The fit is about to hit the sham, as the saying goes, and people are going to find out what happens when those, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase what a lot of people say, those lazy, no good for nothing, super rich, elite, Laurentian elite, stupid ass, lazy, no good for nothing, public servants. Yeah, you're about to find out how much work they actually do. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, and and did you forget all about that whole thing called the you know global pandemic when the whole world shut down back in 2020 around this time when we were in a shutdown and everybody had no work and had to stay home uh, except you know white collar workers who could work remotely but many of us like myself had to be on site and what happened within oh I don't know uh, 72 hours look at that. A deposit was put into the accounts of every single Canadian who had filed a tax return the year before. Suddenly, we had money coming in. That was done in an incredibly short amount of time by thousands of people who were largely working remotely, too. I mean, there was people in the office, but most of that was done remotely. You have to realize how much, how much of a, a Herculean task that was, an absolute gargantuan effort to make that happen. So if you think federal public servants don't matter for nothing, oh boy, you're in for a big surprise. And you can, you can forget about your passport getting renewed anytime soon. That's gone to the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. And to help us with this, um, we have a guest. Yes, we do. Yes, we have quite a guest. Uh, we have a Métis woman, mother of two adult boys, youngest of whom is autistic, who has worked at the Canada Revenue Agency for 18 years, and this affects about 35,000 employees at the Canada Revenue Agency. And during this time, um, our guest has needed a second job for most of that. That's hmm. not right. That's not right. Let's welcome Melissa Arsenault. Welcome to the Beaver Lodge. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Ah, oh, so good. How are you? I'm I'm okay. We're pumped today. So today is our making history day. You are mm-hmm. like just smiling and beaming. Oh, I yeah. like this. Oh yeah. We can, we can I get some of that energy? I need that energy. <laughs> this is even before my coffee. <laughs> oh my! I'm oh, drinking my. tea because I'm out of coffee. Oh no! Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. helped us with that yesterday. By the oh, way, we need to send Paul coffee. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm running on three hours sleep, so I'm I'm a little groggy. I think I fell asleep about one thirty, and I think I was up about six. So mm. I'm right there with you there. The Paul. adrenaline's there, eh? Well, I mean, it's really a, a big deal what we're doing today, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it it's huge and. I answered emails last night till I couldn't until I found I wasn't making sense. <laughs> I think that was about twelve thirty. <laughs> uh, now, do you have a role with the the Public Service Alliance of Canada? Um, no, with uh, actually, yeah, I do. I am uh, the Region Two rep for the Ontario uh, region. Uh, okay. so region Two is northeastern Ontario. Uh, covers Sault Ste. Marie, North Bay, Kirkland Lake, uh, Sudbury, obviously. And all the little points in between. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. Cool. Good stuff. Um, now, we were just talking a little bit in the pre-show. This one is kind of weird because normally when 
a public service union goes on strike, there's a lot of fire and flame before it happens in the week before. And we're you know, very and, polite public service, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one just kind of it's sort of like, what we're in a strike? How did that happen? It's almost like we just kind of just like rolled into it slowly. Um, but I know that there was a lot going on. There's more than that. Well, so can you kind of explain how, how we got here a little bit? I know yeah, that there's been no contract. Yeah, we rolled into it about a year and, in, in a year and a half, right? So right. the Federal Public Service has a lot more hoops to jump than a regular union, right? Because we, we do provide services to the public. So um, we have to go through um, a PIC, which is... Oh, what is it? Public Interest Commission. And then we have to go through mediation. Um, and this is after negotiating um, to those points, which we which we did in good faith, right? So um, after we jump through those hoops, then we then we have to take a strike vote, and then we may be able to go on strike, right? So it's been a long road to get to here. Um, the last uh, contract that was negotiated, it took four years to negotiate that contract, mm. wow. right? Uh, and, and our members can't wait four years again. No, not no, when inflation no. is uh, hitting double digits. Not when, uh, uh, like, we keep falling further and further behind. So we we can't we can't have that for our members. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. So and and most of my members, like, we're not talking about the members. Um, the part of the public service that's making $100,000 a year mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, right? We're talking about the guys in the mailroom who have to open the boxes at tax time where people have sent us cow poop. Uh, we're talking about the guys that are in charge of printing out all the letters and making sure that they're mailed out correctly. Um, there's a lot that goes into our jobs. Um, especially when it comes to the privacy of, of taxpayers, because mm -hmm. like I am with Canada Revenue Agency. Mm -hmm. So we have a very high degree of integrity and professionalism, and uh, we have um, uh, to keep everybody's tax information private and make mm -hmm. sure that doesn't fall into the general public, right? So, and, and sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you, um, I'm assuming you must have some sort of secret level clearance for that too, right? Because you are trusting, no? Uh, it's not secret level, but we do have um, clearance to do that, yes. We yes, have to, yeah. uh, when we get hired on, we have to uh, submit to a background check. Um, and it's CSIS that does the background check to make sure you okay. know we're decent people. So, <laughs> Well, it's, this is what I'm thinking because you're dealing with some really private personal information there right that most exactly. people are not cool with having it in the public realm so no and and we take that responsibility very seriously uh -huh. right yeah. very seriously there's not a single uh, person that i've ever spoken to that doesn't uh freak out uh when when something goes wrong in this way right so uh, things do go wrong sometimes and when, and we usually find about it out about it through the news like everybody else and as soon as it hits the news the whole office is is uh looking at everything that they've done to make sure this doesn't happen so i mean we take this responsibility very seriously yeah yeah now um there are there appears to be like two main points the first point is money mm -hmm. um yeah now, sometimes when we have a strike it's sometimes it's not about the money it's about other things but this time i mean it's inflation for everyone, so clearly exactly. money matters. Uh, but there's also the issue of better work-life balance, particularly with working-at-home arrangements, which finally, 
by necessity became popular uh, within during the pandemic. And uh, people have been asking for this for a long time, way before the pandemic. Oh, and now they've gotten a taste and they really, really, really like it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But there's no precedent whatsoever uh, in, mm-hmm. uh, in contract legislation with the public service for this at the moment. Yeah. Um, so you've got two things going on. And my, I'm not asking you guys, I'm not asking you to give us your secrets because you're negotiating. But Well, I don't know them anyway, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, I am not that high up in the food chain with the, with the union or anything. So. <laughs> I, I'm a strategist. I like strategy. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, so which do you go for first? Do you try to get the thing that's not enshrined first, get that work-life balance stuff in the thing first and then go for the salary? Or do you go for the money first and then say, you know, this is all we're going to get for money? Okay, then fine. Give us some work balance Um, stuff in the pot. I know that my members um, desperately need the, the pay increases because of the things that they face. Like I said, we're not talking about the... Uh, $100,000 a year makers, we're talking about the $40,000 a year makers, which is uh, just barely above the poverty line these days, right? That's right. So uh, a lot of my members, uh, like me, work second jobs. Some of them work third jobs. Some of them um, uh, uh, don't have their own place to live and are couch surfing. Uh, it's, it's really difficult out there for my members. I have members that are using food banks. The, the Canadian government should be embarrassed that they have employees who have to resort to these things. Like yes. working for the government used to mean it was a cushy job, but now everybody that you talk to, oh, you don't do any work. Oh, you get paid way too much. Um, that might be true for the higher ups, I guess, but that's not necessarily true for the people that um, are, are at my level, right? So I worked seven years within the public service. Uh, and then more if you kept my, my, my work placements, my, my student stuff. And, but seven years. Um, I got to PM6. So not oh, exactly wow. not exactly executive, but yeah. one below. Yeah. Uh, when I left, I was literally getting into work for about eight or nine. I was there until about six or seven, pretty much every night. And then I'd basically go home, cook, go to bed, and wake up and go back. Mm-hmm. And my last job I had, that was my job, that was my life for about eight or nine months, like nonstop. And I made myself sick. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. why I had to leave. It was just, they literally, it is not a cushy job. <laughs> it is so not <laughs> a cushy job. Uh, well, there's some, some, some positions. Some positions aren't as difficult as others, but there's something else to consider too. Um, when when we talked about this yesterday, when they're saying nobody earn, earns forty thousand dollars working for the federal government, I know you know my my there son's girlfriend and her friend earn seventy thousand, and I replied with, "That's great. They still don't make the middle class cutoff in Ottawa. That's no. seventeen thousand dollars below the middle class cutoff. So here's mm-hmm. something else you need to consider. You know, a hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty pretty okay. It's pretty okay for a single person." But if you have a spouse or a partner, a couple of kids, that $100,000, you're barely making it. Any, any kid that has a disability at all, even if it's like allergies or anything like that, like 
that cuts into that $40,000 that does. my members are making, right? So, I, and, and it's not like our wages are hidden. Like our wages are posted online. You can find our wages very easily. The tables um, are all there. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we are the SP1s to SP5s that are currently walking, right? So I think back then that was um, C, uh, uh, CRs, Douglas, and PM1s oh, yes. and PM2s up to yep. the PM2 level. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so this is entry level. And these are the entry level positions. Mm -hmm. Yes. These are the data entry clerks that are entering your tax returns for the people who don't use technology, right? It's like there's still thousands of people who don't uh, yes. use technology and, and, and file paper returns. This is for uh, the admin assistants to all the, all the managers, right? So uh, that's who we're talking about today. Okay. All right. Well, so, there's a statement from Dan here I just put on the screen. I work in the public service the past five years. I use food banks until two years ago. Absolutely. The government should be embarrassed about that. That's embarrassing that we pay our federal public servants so poorly that they need to rely on social service programs. Mm -hmm. That That's mm -hmm. terrible. I actually, it's an embarrassment. I was researching other stuff yesterday and stumbled upon uh, articles about uh, Stephen Harper visiting food banks for veterans back in the day. Right. So I was like, if the government is having food banks for veterans and its own public servants, you ain't doing it. I'm right. sorry, but that's you ain't doing that's it right. Just, you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember. Like I, I said, recall this a bunch of years back. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a bunch of years back, there was an article that was published in the Ottawa Citizen. Uh, and it, it was during the Harper government, the Harper uh, regime, because uh, that's how I like to refer to them, during the Harper regime when they were uh, advertising for contract positions in the federal public servant and the minimum requirement was a master's degree and the starting salary was minimum wage. Give me a freaking break. Mm -hmm. what, so you're, what you're saying is, oh, that, that master's degree that you spent, you know, six years or five or six years of your life going to graduate school and, you know, probably working two jobs while going to school full time and, and accumulating massive amounts of debt. Yeah, that means nothing to us. You're getting paid the same as that 15 year old kid who works nights at, uh, at a local pharmacy stocking shelves. I know this because my nephew does that and he's 16 and he stocks shelves four nights a week while he goes to school full time because he wants to earn money. And, and good for him, but it's like, do you not see an issue with in someone who has has spent years in in post secondary public edu uh, post secondary education pursuing a master's degree in their field of study, and then you're going to pay them the same as an entry level position at a pharmacy stocking shelves at night? And again, I'm I'm not belittling the 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 stock person at all. I think they should be paid a better wage to begin with, but do you not see an issue with, you know, <laughs> come on, man, pay people a living wage and minimum wage ain't it. Minimum wage was never supposed to be the minimum amount you can pay somebody. It was the minimum amount you needed to have a livable wage. That was the design behind it. But not it's only been abused for decades, not only minimum wage, pay people what they're worth. Well, I'm there's that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't get this. So please, okay. Melissa, sorry, I, I kind of cut you off there. I apologize. I oh, just, no, no, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say, like, this is this is really a historic moment, right? And and 
pub, federal public servants have always been the ones that fight for things that are unprecedented so everyone else can have it as well, right? Like maternity leave started off that way where it was a bunch of public servants who wanted maternity leave and that was, mm -hmm. there was no precedent for that. And now look at it, it's entrenched in our uh, charter rights, right? So right. people get a year maternity leave and that's just that. So, I mean, what we fight for today is what people are going to be uh, getting themselves. When, when unions fight for rights and fight for um, uh, benefits for their members, uh, that translates to the general public. Maybe not yes, right it away, does. but it, it gives them the precedent to fight for it, right? So, right. and, and that's, that's why we do these things. Uh, we're well, five-day work week. Right. Five day work week, weekends, eight hour work day, all fought for and won by unions. Yeah. Uh, the end of child labor. Uh, I actually yes. just did a tour of the of the uh, at Dynamic Earth. I live up in Sudbury, so the mine is a really big deal. And part mm -hmm. of the part of that tour is explaining how they used to send the skinny the skinny kids up the the chutes to knock the 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 rocks out, and hopefully they were fast enough to get back out before the rocks crushed them. You know. Like <laughs> unions put a stop yeah. to stuff like that. So oh, yeah. um, we, we're the ones that started the harassment discrimination um, uh, pushes uh, for workplaces, right? And making sure that mm -hmm. that's entrenched in, um, in health and safety guidelines. So we, we do a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, 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 and we hope to bring everybody up with us. So for sure. Yeah. Well, that's so, the thing. Um, and it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's just Go ahead, for decades, we've been told that unions, all they do is they're greedy bastards who just want to take, 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 take. And it's like, no, actually, they they fight for your rights. And the reason you started believing they just want to take, 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 because wealthy capitalists have told you that unions are bad for you. Mm. And why do they do this? Well, so they can lower wages and not pay for vacations and not pay you for compensatory work for your for what you do i mean it's the system is designed to keep you down right unions lift you up and we exactly. need more people to come to the realization that a union is good for every single citizen who is not part of the wealthy donor class and guess what there was a time in the 50s and 60s and let's not get it into the, the racial segregation or anything of that i'm just going to talk about general aspect from a financial standpoint when when Corporations were paying 90% uh, tax on, on their revenues. Uh, the average uh, union salaried employee or union paid hourly wage employee had a far better quality of life than a single unionized employee does today in 2023. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to, you know, people, let's go back to the simpler times. Well, okay, there's some things we can draw from the past and bring into the future. And one of them is better wages better working conditions, more disposable income, because that just rolls back into the economy. Look what CERB did. It made pe it kept people alive, and the money just came right back into the economy. What do you, what do you think I'm going to do, sit on it? I, I got to eat. I got to keep a roof over my head. I need to keep the lights on. That money and oh, my gosh, right you might in. be able to go to the movies on Friday and get popcorn, right? Yeah. Whoa, 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 exactly. whoa, 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 I know, whoa, I know. Whoa, whoa, and popcorn, whoa. Hey, hey, Settle hey, down. Hey, hey. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not Richie Rich over Listen, I have dreams, Paul. I have dreams okay. of going to the Fair movies point. and getting popcorn. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Next, you'll want beer to go with it. Hey. 
<laughs> That's crazy talk. Oh, did I say the beer and popcorn thing? <laughs> no, you need a Coke to go with your popcorn. I can't yes. drink beer in the movie theater. You gotta I, can, I can drink beer in a movie theater, but I can't eat popcorn. Oh, it, no? I'll, I'll have wings and beer. Oh, okay. And you can get that at Lansdowne Park here in, in Ottawa, where they have the VIP, where they have the big lazy boys and they they bring you beer or wine or chicken wings or pizza it's kind of nice but it's 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 25 dollars for the ticket and then boom you get the food and and everything you want okay so um this is historic strike it's one of the largest strikes in canada's history there will be picket lines set up in more than 250 locations in the country uh, members and public supporters can find the nearest picket line using the Public Service Alliance of Canada's picket line finder tool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And, I'm uh, sure it's crashed a couple times. but <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're going to include a link to it right here in the chat if there happens to be any kids who are watching us who are part of our dedicated public service or know somebody who is and want to slip them the inf- information. There you go, because we like to help. Uh, <laughs> and um, here's the thing with the, the public service, because I, I, I'm of the same uh, mind as uh, Mr. Grizzly on this, is uh, the public service. I, I, I don't think Canadians have an appreciation of just how nimble the public service also had to be during COVID. There were a lot of people that had regular jobs that were taking off their jobs because that service was not needed at the moment mm-hmm. and were being retrained and put on other things. I a mean, the number of people, people that were taken off their files and put at C- uh, CRA and um, a I lot of people know, didn't follow was, their job was, descriptions for uh, like almost a year uh, yeah. uh, after uh, we instituted those or help deliver those services, right? So yeah, we, still like, have, we still have some members that are not working their regular job description right now. Yeah. Or they were yesterday, not today. Yeah. <laughs> so ba- but basically the public service was treated as a pool of like bodies. Mm-hmm. And where do we need bodies to keep this and we you know, keep the country alive like this, yeah. and, and whole like, and, on, and, and online and everybody was just shipped there. Yeah. And nobody said, oh, I know I have to do this. There was no complaints. If you remember in the news, there's no complaints. They just did it. And and we um, uh, we had people volunteer for this as well. It's not like we were forced to do it. Uh, they said, does anybody want to do it? And they had an overwhelming response because of the responsibility that we feel towards the Canadian taxpayer, right? So, I mean, we had people who were on paternity leave who returned early because they wow. knew that uh, their their brothers and sisters and friends would need them. So, uh, I mean, we're not talking about people who sit back. There's always people who sit back in every job and don't do what every they're job. supposed to. But the majority of, it, of people uh, signed up to do the extra work and to work beyond their job descriptions. So, and and what did we get for that? All, we, we got a lot of lip service, but we didn't get a lot of... Um, actual respect at the table for what we went through during that time. Um, It's not like we weren't uh, dealing with phone calls, yelling at us like we usually do. People were very stressed out during that time, including our members who didn't have that 72 hour window that they got to stay home. They, they worked that whole time. They opened the mail knowing, not knowing how this COVID was passed around. It could have been on every letter in that, that uh, basket that they were opening and they showed up and they did the work. They, it could have been on every surface in the building and we didn't know. And we showed up and we did the work. And, and all we're asking for is respect at the bargaining table. 
We want them to be at the table negotiating. We don't want to be on strike. We uh, being on strike hurts everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as as uh, as proud of of what we do as we are with the strike and, and everything, we would rather be at the negotiating table. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's the here's the thing as well, though, is while you guys were doing all of that, you made the government look good. Yeah. And this is the part. This is this is why I'm thinking. It's like I'd be sitting there across the table. It's like you do realize that the reasons that you probably got elected a third time had a lot to do with us. Pay mommy, pay daddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, and then you'll have somebody give you the argument. Well, we just don't have the money. Yeah, we do. No, yeah, you do. we do. The money is there. It's just the, the will. The, right. the The GDP of this country is two trillion dollars. You got the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. You've got the money. It's just a question of priorities. Uh, exactly. Right. I mean, MPs get to vote themselves raises, and yeah. you know, we have to fight for a year just to get a wage package on the table. Like they didn't put the wage package on the table until this week, right? So we were a year and a half into negotiations without a wage package. When was the last time there was a general wage increase? Uh. Year, year and a half ago. Okay. So, okay. And, and MPs have given themselves how many raises in, in that same time frame? Oh, oh, I don't have a clue. I'm too busy working, Paul. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I think, some, I, think they've, I think they've given themselves, uh, and please, if, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they've given themselves four raises in the last two years. I think so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was thinking four. That's why I was, I was going four. <laughs> and then I, I kind of, I wasn't sure, so I kind of said it really low. <laughs> Last year, well, see, I meet with my boss later today when I do my, you know, I did my self-assessment review, and I gave myself five stars right across the board. Stellar, I'm the best employee you've ever had. I'm not kidding. That's what I said, and I told him, and I said, and you're going to need to pay me better. So I find out today what I get. Last year, I got a two percent wage increase, which worked out to. 60 cents an hour. So that's $4.80 at the end of an eight-hour shift. So that's um, not even a pint of beer at the end of the day. Because a pint of beer is 10 bucks, Right? And that's the cheap stuff. So, um, and and let's not forget, when I got this raise, inflation was at 8%. So that's effectively a 6% pay cut. Yeah, and, and we've had uh, we've had negotiated um, wage increases rolled back uh, during the Stephen Harper years. We've yep. lost a whole one percent of our wages uh, through legislation, uh, and and the, like what happened to that one percent, guys? Like, can we have we that back? <laughs> can we have? We haven't got it back. So can, we'd like it back. I think that was part of our uh, um, um, our proposals. But we don't think we'll ever see that back. I think that's been in our proposals ever since that happened. So um, our proposals are also uh, available to the general public online, right? Like none none of this process is hidden from people. Um, uh, You can access it through the uh, CRA website or through the UTE website. So Mm -hmm. now we've got something. I've got something here, Mr. Grizzly. Um, This is a comment. Comments like this I've seen often. this is uh, Artur Wilczynski, who says, the decision by the Public Servants Alliance of Canada to call for general strike is tone deaf. 
As millions of Canadians are still recovering from the economic shock of the pandemic, a strike will result in even greater public contempt for public servants. To which I had responded, we disagree. Public servants kept this place running, kept us healthy and whole. We are confident most Canadians are grateful and believe they've more than earned the respect of being paid what they're worth. Hashtag pay them. Hashtag PSAC strike. Or not PSAC, sorry, PSAC strike. I I remember that from the days. (laughs) Now, of course, Archer says, well, of course we did. I was one of them. I just think that a strike right now is a bad idea. The government has offered them a good deal. They rejected it. The consequences of going on strike will be significant. That will further erode public empathy for public servants. And I... What deal? Like, we got a wage offer on Monday, right? Like... How can we even negotiate when you don't put a wage offer on the table? At least respond, even if it's all zeros, right? You can't negotiate with nothing. I don't know. Wait, I, wait, I took wait. a negotiation class in, in university, and I, I they at least came back with something, right? I was well, never and, told what to do when they come back with nothing. <laughs> and let's go back to this individual who was said this will erode, it's bad PR, blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait a minute, dude, you're fighting the wrong battle here. You should be in lockstep with the union. You should want Canadian public service workers to be paid a livable wage. Mm-hmm. The problem is they never report on the stories of individuals earning $40,000. They never report on the stories of individuals working two or three jobs. And they never report on the stories of, like Dan said, using food banks up until two years ago. Mm-hmm. Why are we not hearing those stories? Guess what? We're going to tell them. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell as many of them as we possibly can because people need to know the real truth. Instead, mm-hmm. they get a spin written out by a, a, a right-wing evangelical 66% owned by an American corporation post-media story that makes you want to dump on the little guy mm-hmm. when yeah. you should be standing next to the little guy arm in arm fighting for better wages for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we have Kit Dan here on the on the chat saying, if I didn't have a rent geared to income unit, I'd be homeless again. Guess what my job is? Council liaison for public housing. <laughs> All right. So, so to Archer with uh, Wilczynski, uh, Mr. Grizzly, I responded. Unfortunately, public sympathy doesn't pay the rent or mortgage. Strikes are supposed to have, by design, significant consequences, and there's always a reason those who would be inconvenienced by strike to argue right now. It's not a good idea at any proposed right now. The difference between your take and ours is that you believe public empathy for public servants is already quite eroded. We believe most Canadians are quite grateful and know how tough things are, are kind and neighborly, and want better for all workers, even public servants, who, may I remind you, have a very, very bad boss who keep on bashing them. Left, right, and center. <laughs> if they're not to be getting much love from the public either way, well, they might as well fight to get paid well. They've literally got nothing to lose if public sympathy is at a point of high erosion before a strike even starts. Getting paid well is always a good idea. I'm not convinced 3% a year for three years in a context in which average hourly wages are rising at 5.3% a year, and public servants are also being quite fair by asking by 13.5% or 14.1% if you're counting uh, indexation, which is not even three times the current annual wage growth, is a deal that properly reflects our gratitude. Mm, I hear a puppy dog in the background. And I got no response. Of course not. He's a minpin. 
He's a what? I have a miniature pincer running around here. Oh, you okay. he can hear my puppy's claws yes, on the. He needs this. his nails trimmed so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the position, right? It's like the, 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 it's not a good time now. You'll turn the people more against you. These are the typical things whenever there's a strike. If you ever want to like, see a, a, um, a, a thread about uh, public servants, go to CF. IB, um, the Can Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. they don't like us a lot either. So. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, that guy, Dan Kelly, is a piece of work. Yeah. And then David Mosscrop stands up for us. And I'm like, right? Well, I, I saw somebody guy. yesterday. Somebody <laughs> yesterday wrote a, uh, uh, David wrote his, his uh, a three or four a tweet thread and somebody said and you are I'm, and i'm like oh man <laughs> <laughs> and you are uh, okay if you don't know and you are then you are in a we're in for a world of hurt oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you you have just met your intellectual superior and you're about to get your butt handed to you my friend <laughs> i'll tell you what and he's dreamy <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy too he is a little dreamy, isn't he? <laughs> I yeah. won't fangirl too much about it, but yeah. I, I, you have good taste. <laughs> I agree with you. He's kind of cute. Uh, okay, great. Now we're objectifying people. Yeah. What me? To the harassment coordinator. I can give you a name. <laughs> Wasn't me. Is it still harassment if he's not in the room? <laughs> I don't think it's good. I have to go, guys. My son's bus is here. Oh, oh okay. okay. So sorry. He's no, on okay. transit. So, and nope. they're no. about 10 minutes early. Yep. Oh, wow. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, fight the good fight. Thank you. Uh, you have our support. If anybody, you uh, if you need to come back, anybody needs to come back. Hey there, hey Pooty. Let them know that they, they've got a home here. We'll welcome them. Okay? Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great day. Well, there you go. There you go. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah, thank you very much. Ah, wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. you know, it starts to put it into focus for people because I think there are millions of Canadians who think that everybody who works for the Federal Public Service has a six-figure salary, and that is simply not the case. You know, we've got members of the federal public service that are using food banks. And as, as Dan said, if he didn't have, it was a subsidized housing. I missed, yeah, I missed geared that. To income, yep. Yeah. Geared, geared to income housing, he'd be homeless and he has a federal public service job. That's an embarrassment. The government should be held up to a better standard. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, every now and then. People say, oh, you guys are just uh, super left-wing, liberal-loving Trudeau butt-kissers. And I'm like, no, Mr. Trudeau. Yeah, we believe, we believe in treating them. people well. Pay your Period. people better. Pay them a living wage. And if you don't, we're going to hold your feet to the fire on it. Just like we do for Skippy for all the terrible things he does on a daily basis. Right. We're not going to let anybody get away with bad things. We will hold everybody responsible for every bad thing they do. Because that's what responsible adults do mm -hmm. kit dan is just specified here as i get paid well and treated well but i work municipally not federally oh okay but still still nevertheless paid well treated well and you're still because it, it doesn't if the cost of living is such that your pay doesn't make it happen it's like the number may be nice 
Mm-hmm. But it's what's your purchasing power? Exactly. At the end of the day, right? Uh, all right, Mr. Grizzly, uh, do we have a show? We do indeed, sir. All right, then. Kits, this is the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Podcast. We hope you love listening to us uh, because we really loved making this uh, for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So please let your peeps know about us because democracy is something that you do. Um, Support your public servants mm-hmm. in any way you can, right? Any way you can. Th- this one matters. And yes, you are going to be inconvenienced, yes. But mm. you know what? That that's sometimes you gotta accept a little inconvenience to stand with people who are making sure that you can get through the day. Because I'm pretty sure if all the public servants in Canada at all levels just stopped, we probably wouldn't get to three full days as a country. So there's a lot of people. They're doing things behind the scenes to make sure that we can live comfortable lives. Pay them. Respect them. It's not hard. Just be a decent human. The money is there. It's there. It's just about priorities. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. Thank you very much for those of you who take the time to do that. We love to hear from you, so please reach us on our Facebook, True North Eager Beaver on Facebook, our Twitter feed, at True Eager, or by email, TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash TrueNorthEagerBeaver, all lowercase letters, a hyphen between each one of those words, and, uh, well, that. When we have something fresh off the off the bandwidth, we come straight to you. If you happen to be watching us on video because you prefer the eyes version to the ears version, well, why not subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? Just smash those buttons, smash the like, smash the subscribe, you know, then you know, go to the kitchen and smash some garlic and make yourself a good meal tonight. <laughs> that little button right there that I'm pointing to right now, the subscribe button. And if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter or Twitch or any one of the other platforms that we stream to, swing by YouTube. Check us out here. You can you can get into the chat. And you can chat on Twitch, but only we're the only people who see it because most of the most of the kits and cubs are, are in our, our dedicated YouTube channel. And like I said, we're, we're on about 10 different platforms right now. So 10 or uh, 10, 10 platforms. Yes, exactly. Multiple Facebook pages, Twitch, Twitter spaces, and, and please continue to watch, but um, swing on into our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and you can join the chat there. If you'd like to really get involved. Mm, oh, when the kids are flattering, eager beaver, easy on the eye. And ears. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Kid Saucy. Uh, we can't do this without you or your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, and if you're watching, well, you can scan the QR code right there by Mr. Grizzly's head, and that will bring you to our emergency. And you know what? Today, we're just going to make it an emergency coffee fund because, Mr. Grizzly, this is too many days now. Yeah. Too many days. <laughs> and um, so, and if you're listening, well, then you go to our coffee page ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver and that will allow you to make your donation and if you do that well then you will be a kit like kit jen who has sent us 
Hot chocolate. Coffee's on me. And Kit Annie, please get yourself some good coffee in the morning. Mr. Chris, I'll be well. We love you both. So there you go. Thanks, Annie. Thanks, Jen. And yeah. thanks, Anon. I guess Anon. I don't know. I don't know Anon. Anon. Do you know Anon? Yeah, we don't know who Anon is. We we, we mentioned well, that, but yes. Thank thanks, you. Anon. <laughs> we appreciate it. And Anon said, keep shining to us. And of course, uh, then there was Kit Rebecca. I think we mentioned it earlier as well, but also sent us something. So um, thank you so much for your generosity uh, and your support kits. We really, really, really do appreciate it. Uh, you are uh, wonderful. We're, you're just wonderful. Thank you. Oh, uh, um, a programming note. A programming note. Yes. Yes. This Saturday's uh, podcast, we're going to start at 1 p.m. instead of 2. Okay. There, there's a reason for that is James has uh, uh, Noam Chomsky on at 6 p.m. But because Noam is uh, 94, uh, James usually starts with him about 30 minutes early to work out all the tech because he usually has a little bit of tech issues to work with. So uh, James is going to start, he's going to need the, the space at 5.30. So I said, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll just start at one. We'll just start an hour earlier. We'll go to 5.30 and and we might end at five, 5.30, usually around four, four and a half to five hours is, is what we do. But yeah. So just, just letting you know, the, the, uh, the uh, podcast will start at 1 PM this Saturday. And that's letting you know too, Mr. Beaver. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> this is how I found that stuff. <laughs> but I'm the river. So that's good. Um, so uh, let's see what else have we got for you. Uh, the merch we are not doing at no, the moment. So we can So yeah, our coffee page, uh, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. Make your donation. Keep Mr. Grizzly up in coffee. That would really help us out. Thank you very much. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there. Uh, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself and please be kind to and gentle with a public servant. Mr. Grizzly. Do you have some words of wisdom for us today? I don't know if it's words of wisdom, but uh, I would ask that the kids and cubs uh, drop us an email on what sort of styles we should go with at the end of May with this beard when it gets shaved off over the course of five days. And each style is going to represent a different price point. So the bidder can say, I'd like Paul to wear this for five for a day. That will be $50 or $100. Come up with a style. I'm going to do it. Um, and, and like I said yesterday, if I'll, I'll wear the Salvador Dali for five days for 500 bucks for, for Cornerstone Housing for Women. Now, here's the thing. I'm not asking for one person to throw 500 bucks in. Maybe a bunch of people could throw $20 together in a pool to do it. I, I'm just trying to help this, this um, charity that has had a really tough couple of years. And, and they're local. They're here in Centertown. They were, they were bullied during the occupation. They had a fire immediately afterwards. The, the employees and, and people who were using the shelter were, were really bullied by the occupiers, the um, interlopers. I don't know what label to put on them, but it wasn't, any, it wasn't about freedom because they robbed many of us mm-hmm. of ours. So it's not about freedom when you rob people of theirs. So yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to raise money for this um, particular um, charity that I, I think does a lot of good work in the community and, and needs our help. That's all. That's all. Yeah. So yeah, let's send some emails, come up with some designs and some ideas, and maybe we'll come up with some price points and figure out, but I will do the Salvador Dali for a full week for 500 bucks. <laughs> not and the money right. we're not going to see any of the money remember that we don't see a cent of the money the, the the donation will go we'll send you the link you send the donation directly to cornerstone they'll send you a receipt so that way and I, then you send us a copy of the receipt so we send know us how a much copy. you're all yeah. together yeah and we'll and we'll we'll 
post everything online, but it, it's the reason we don't, we don't want the money to go into our hands because we don't want any, any, any possibility of malfeasance or even the, the mere idea that there could be. We just want it to be 100% transparent, send the money directly to them. It'll never even, we will never see it. Hmm. Got uh, Kit Sazi going, hmm, maybe you can pair that with Dean's show to get more viewers, perhaps throwing a Speedo Day on top. So we put, the, sure. speedo day, we put the Speedos on top? No, no. <laughs> What's on bottom then? <laughs> if I put the Speedo well, on top. That's, that's why the camera cuts where it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah so everybody wants to know what's on the bottom <laughs> some have seen some have seen <laughs> yeah hey who knows like hey i've got no pride and no shame i'll i'll i'll, I'll do a show in my speedo if it'll raise should, my should i do costs. should i do like the the gigantic handlebar in the speedo like you know shave all of this and just have a mustache that comes down to here with the speedo would that look extra greasy from the 70s <laughs> you tell me you come up with it and and we'll figure it out oh, god god damn go no speedos ah. <laughs> i like Jim's i used, idea to, I used to swim on a, on a swim team called the rito speedos eh yeah yeah you did tell me that. <laughs> oh, oh right. sorry dan sorry dan you say no speedos guess what buddy you get the you speedo. Just made it happen. You just There's made one. It happen. There Having you a go. pint in the hot tub. That's Canada Day two years ago. And there I am on the beach with some lovely ladies. You know, this is, look, the ladies love the Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> see, Dan, see that you got to be careful what you say on the show. <laughs> Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a force sometimes. <laughs> no beavers in the jungle. <laughs> no, no. All right, Mr. Grizzly, roll those credits. <laughs> Let me just find the button. There it is. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. You got Kitlin Dam going. If your beard is long enough, you can go without the speedo. Oh, that, <laughs> I'm only I'm only on. This is only nine months at the end of April, so I think I'm going to need a few more, a little bit longer time to do that. Let's do this. <laughs> Welcome to the place where everyone knows your name, where everyone's your friend, where good times are had by all. Sit back, relax, 
Pour yourself a beverage and enjoy our company. I know we'll certainly enjoy yours. Welcome to the True North Eager Beaver Pubcast. Once a month, we gather at the Lieutenant's Pump at 361 Elgin Street in downtown Ottawa, Canada's capital city, bringing you joy and happiness all day long. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Right. Have a great day, kids. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.